Hey friend, welcome back to the show. Empty nest moms have relationships with their adult children on many different points of a spectrum. Some have daily contact or weekly phone calls, while others hear from their kids less often. And sometimes adult children choose to estrange from their mom, meaning they go very low contact or no contact at all. I walked through the estrangement journey with my own daughter, and it took me some time to figure out the path to reconciliation. Today, I'm giving you three things a mom who successfully reconciles with her child does not say. I'm also telling you why saying these things are not a good idea and how to handle it in a way that ups your odds for repairing your relationship with your child. Let's talk about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Christian Empty Nest Moms podcast. Have you been wondering what's next for you? Did you pour so much of yourself into being a mom that now you're unsure who you are or what your purpose is? Would you love to wake up with excitement for the day, with God at the center of all you do? Are you ready to stop feeling like the best part of your life is over? Hi, I'm Jenny Good, Jesus follower, certified coach, an empty nest mom of three, also a big fan of snowstorms and hot tea. When my youngest left home, I was unsure who I was or what my purpose would be. The self-help books were not enough. I needed something more. The enemy tried to level me through the death of my son, adult child estrangement, and empty nest syndrome. But God fought for me, and by His grace, I use my former pain as a platform to help my sisters in Christ. God revealed to me that we each have a unique soul print composed of our identity, purpose, and impact. I learned how to plug into my purpose and joy, and now it's my mission to help you do the same. So get ready for real talk, tactical tools, and inspiring stories about Jesus, purpose, joy, and parenting young adults. Grab your journal, your favorite colored pens, and a cup of tea. It's time for Christian Empty Nest Moms. Hey, sister friend, come on in and have a seat. Pour some tea and get comfortable and let me talk to you. If you have an adult child who has gone low contact or no contact at all, this episode is for you. There are empty nest moms who have an adult child who flew the nest and they still talk regularly, maybe every day. There's empty nest moms who have adult kids who communicate here and there. And while they'd like to hear from them more, there's no major problem going on. And then there are empty nest moms who have a prodigal child who has estranged from them, meaning no phone calls, no texts, no visits, or if they are doing any of that, it's very, very little. I have personally been the mama with an estranged adult child, and I know it is one of the worst heartaches a mom can experience. I remember those feelings of guilt, anger, anxiety, and sadness like it was yesterday. I would get angry and spout off one minute, and then I'd apologize and beg her to give me another chance. My emotions were unregulated and out of control. 
and I was desperate for it to just be a horrible dream. I remember feeling rejected and confused and anxious. I thought we had been the best friends. We used to laugh so hard together. Had she really disliked me all along? After years of trial and error and trying to figure it out, Jesus revealed a path to me. I used pieces of what the secular world teaches about reunification, but I left out the parts of it that were not aligned with Christianity. I really leaned on God and took steps to reconcile with my daughter, but I worked with God for my healing, too. You have to come from a healed and whole place for the reconciliation to really work. Today, my daughter and I do have a reconciled relationship. We talk and we joke around and we visit with each other. Is it 100% like it was? No. Is it moving in the right direction? Yes. And that is enough for me in this moment. In my journey to reconciliation with my estranged daughter, I studied what works and what makes it fail. I mean, I literally studied it. Here's what I've done to understand adult child estrangement. I trained under Dr. Alex Coleman and Dr. Rebecca Bland, specifically learning about family estrangement and what makes a reconciliation effort have the best chances of success. I also studied other experts' work in that field, and I looked at what is biblical. I spent, I don't even know how long, talking with other moms of estranged adult children, learning what they were feeling, saying, and doing. And also, experience is a masterful teacher, and I know what worked for me. I say all that to say I don't know everything about family estrangement, but I know something about it. When I tell you the three things that a mom who successfully reconciles with their estranged child does not say, it's not something I'm taking lightly. I have researched it, and I've lived it. So here we go. Oh, and... If you recognize yourself in any of these three things, don't get down on yourself about it. Look at it as an opportunity to become better, but don't beat yourself up about it. I made so many mistakes when my daughter first chose to estrange from me, and I am living proof that you absolutely can come back from that. Okay, so here's number one, and these are in no particular order of importance. You don't know what a hard childhood is. You might be tempted to say that to your adult child. This is a misdirected thought. When you say this, what you probably really mean is that you had a hard situation when you were growing up, or maybe you know of others who did, and you tried to give your child a better childhood. You probably feel hurt and angry, as if your child is saying that your best efforts were just not good enough. That may be what's in your heart when you say this, but what your child hears is that you're invalidating their pain and saying that it doesn't matter to you. You could be 100% right that your child had what you consider to be a very peaceful upbringing compared to your childhood, but here is a harsh truth. It doesn't matter. Ouch. I know that's a bold statement, so please let me explain. Your pain matters. You matter. Your feelings matter. But in this conversation with your child, in that context, 
It's not relevant that someone else may have had it worse. Imagine that you had a small child who fell down when she was riding her bicycle. She came in crying with a bloody scrape on her elbow, and you can see she's in pain. But what you say to her is, you think your elbow hurts? Well, your brother broke his arm yesterday. That's real pain. You probably wouldn't do that, or at least I hope you wouldn't. Telling her that her brother had a worse injury, that doesn't make her pain any less. It only shames her for crying about it and makes her feel like it doesn't matter to you. And the next time she gets hurt, chances are she won't come to you for comfort. The same applies here with this conversation with your adult child. You don't want to dismiss their pain or compare it to someone who may have had it worse because that makes them feel like they don't matter to you and they're less likely to open up to you about anything else. And if that happens, reconciliation is unlikely to occur. Even if your young adult states her pain in a rude or smart-mouthed way, and believe me, I know they can, it still takes a level of vulnerability on their part to tell you about what's hurting them. It also means that they still see hope for reconciliation with you or else they wouldn't be telling you. So be empathetic in your response and try to avoid comparing their pain to someone else's pain. Number two, I did the best I could raising you. This is also something that might be totally true. We love our children, and I believe that most of us did the best we knew how, where we were at the time. I believe we did a lot of things right, and I believe we should give ourselves some grace for the mistakes that we made along the way too. So if that statement is true, then why wouldn't you say it? Because at that moment, your child is trying to tell you the problem as they see it. And when you make that statement, it's like you slam the door in their face. It makes you sound like a victim or like you own no responsibility in the relationship. If you're helpless to do anything differently, then how can things ever get better? That's how your child is probably going to see it. And the truth is that while we may have done our best, and there might have been special circumstances at the time, it does nothing to move us forward to just say, well, that was the best I had to offer. Take it or leave it. Here's an example of how I had to let go of that narrative to achieve breakthrough with my daughter. My mom had cancer, and we had lost our house due to a mold issue. I also lost our car because I fell behind on the payments due to being off work to be with my mom at the hospital. All of those circumstances were hard, and they were not my fault. I really was trying my best to be good to the people who were counting on me, my mom, my son, and my daughter. But that does not mean that losing her stability, going through having to stay with a family member until we got back on our feet, and witnessing her grandma's illness and death, didn't negatively impact my daughter. It doesn't mean that having to leave many of our items behind due to the mold didn't feel like major loss to my son and my daughter. See, it can be painful for our child and also not be our fault at the same time. Remind yourself of that if your brain tries to make it one way or the other. That's called black and white thinking. It can actually be both. And it can be both without you having to tell your child it is both. 
They don't have to co-sign it or validate it for you to know that it's true. Your child is not asking you to rewrite the past. You can't do that. But rather to recognize that something hurt them and that maybe there were things you could have done better. And again, they might be saying it in a rough way. But remember that you set the example for emotional regulation as the parent. Even when they're adults, it's still you setting that example. And you can set boundaries if they're getting over the top disrespectful. You can always reschedule the conversation if they insist on crossing those boundaries. That's up to you. That's a judgment call. But just be aware that as the parent, you set the tone and the example for emotional regulation. So what should you say if you feel tempted to tell them that you did the best you could? Instead of focusing on defending yourself, concentrate on letting them know that you hear and witness their feelings. You might say something like, it sounds like that made you feel really scared. That was not my intention. And I'm sorry that I didn't recognize how it hurt you. So saying something like that lets them know that you hear them out. You are validating what they're saying as far as that you know that they experienced some pain or some trauma and that you're sorry for that. Number three, I am through with you. This was a big one for me. I used to be that all or nothing type of person when I was dealing with the estrangement with my daughter. I would get so hurt and angry and I wanted her to see how extremely deeply it was affecting me. I wanted her to care. I wanted her to say she was sorry and for everything to just go back to the way it was before the estrangement. In my mind, if I raised the stakes by saying I was finished with her or telling her to get out, that she would see my pain and that she would care about it. But all it really accomplished was to make the rift between us bigger and it left me feeling anxious, sad, and defeated. Looking back on it, I can see that I was using a disordered coping mechanism that I actually learned from my dad. I love my parents, but sometimes we have to unlearn certain things. Do you know what I mean? We have to unlearn certain things if we're going to be the one to break those generational traumas and pain. And I do want to break those chains for the ones who come after me and my family. After my blowups, I would apologize to my daughter and I would feel like I had not acted in a way that I was proud of. It was kind of humiliating, really. When you threaten to be through with your child, you're playing a dangerous game. They might take you seriously and preemptively cut the communications completely to try to protect their emotions. Now, sometimes there are situations where parents say they feel they have to cut off the communication so that they can be emotionally okay. If that's how you feel, I encourage you to explore other options. You can get support from a therapist or from a coach like me, and you can take a middle road where you set self-respecting boundaries and you reach out to your child periodically, but from a place of power and certainty instead of feeling like you're begging them for a relationship. It does not have to be all or nothing. I encourage you to pray on it and consider going in the middle. Usually, closed doors do not actually heal the hurt that you feel. They just make it easier to avoid directly dealing with it, but the pain is still there.
So there you have three things that a mom who successfully reconciles with her estranged child does not say. Healing you is a huge piece of the process. If you'd like support and guidance around this process, working with a faith-based coach who is trained in family estrangement can be really helpful. I'm a certified coach who has trained in family estrangement, and I've lived it. I know what worked for me and what has worked for others. I can't guarantee reconciliation, but I know for sure that when you show up as God intends, mountains can move. Okay, friend, that's what I have for you this time. I hope you found it helpful. Hey, sister friend, thanks for spending time with me. If this podcast inspired you, blessed you, or helped you in some way, I'd love for you to share it with another mom who could be edified by it. Also, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more moms like us find and be blessed by the show. Remember, you are salt and fire. You're a daughter of the Most High King, and joy is available to you.